Chaos and Christ Podcast. Chaos and in Christ Podcast. We honor Christ. Lift heavy weights, act like men, and resist tyranny. And now your host, Alexi Felix. Welcome back to Chaos in Christ. It's a pleasure tuning in with you on this Friday morning, and I'm hoping that you are having a good week so far. I wanted to dive in and talk about having a kingdom worldview in the midst of chaos. It is important for us as Christians to live out our faith in our current world and how that can impact generations to come. I think we all know this, but I think it's good to have a healthy reminder because I was inspired this week alone by a contractor. And I will get into that story a little bit later. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and look at exactly what it means. Now, here's what I'm talking about. What you believe is what you advance. I think you and I can agree with that for the most part. We wake up every day. We have certain beliefs, certain things that are embedded within us that create the worldview that we have. Now, as Christians, what we are is being renewed every day by the scriptures because now our worldview is to live to the glory of God. And we do so because of his grace alone. And so moving forward, as we renew our minds by scripture, by prayer, by going to church and gathering with the saints, being corrected, rebuked, lifted up, encouraged, again, all based on scripture, there's this is important for us to recognize that it just doesn't stop there. Our mindset, our worldviews carry over to everything that we do in every fabric of our lives. We take it to work, we take it to school, we take it to our families, our children, wives, and husbands. It happens and it will continue to happen because that is how God has created us, which is why the scriptures tell us to be therefore transformed by the what? By the renewing of your mind. So I think it's super important because what we have today in our culture is a set of people who have certain beliefs. They may claim that they are not religious, but their beliefs are religious in its foundation. And it's a worldview that they have that they truly believe in and are making every decision based on that. And so we who find ourselves in the middle of their worldview, creating the chaotic times that we have, need to recognize that we have the answer, we have the truth, and we need to start living this theology out through our fingertips, which I believe Doug Wilson says a lot, and I can see it to be true. So what we're going to look at is the first point, what does it mean to advance the kingdom of God in chaotic times? Well, what is the kingdom of God? It refers primarily to God's kingly power exercised over creation and people. Now, Psalms 47 two reads, For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. So what we have here is our God who is to be feared. He is the Lord, and he is the Most High, and he's a great king. So therefore, we fall under his rulership. And he reigns and he does so over all the earth. So we need to just recognize that we are indeed in God's kingdom, that we are in the world, but not of the world. And so because of that, 
because our God reigns and he is king over the earth, this should develop in us a sense of optimism and confidence, if I may say so myself. Now let's look at Psalms chapter 22, verse 28. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Again, what do we see here? Kingship. We have a true king. In fact, every king that's ever existed on this planet, every dictator, every president, every chancellor, whatever it is that you call them, they are sitting in the place that God has placed them in as a lower king. But it ultimately is that they are kings of the the place that the land that they are placed in for God because he is the true king. He rules over the nations, every single one of them. And this is not a future thing. It is happening now. So again, just to reorient ourselves to realize what does it mean to advance the kingdom of God is to recognize that we're living in it right now and that he is currently the king right now. So in this time, we are to see that because of that, Christ is king. And no matter how evil the times seem to be now, and I'll admit, it's pretty bad. We are being run by some pretty evil and wicked people. And ultimately, this is the judgment of God on us. We are a representative democracy, a constitutional republic. So if we are talking in the context of the United States of America, we get the government we deserve. Let that sit on you for a little bit. Because again, Christ is king. He rules all things. But still, even in the midst of it, he has given us grace. And he has promised to be with us throughout all trials and tribulations. So we must move and act with optimism because we're not losers in the end. Christ is king and he will win. That is not an F. This is in scripture. Proven and shown to us. And we as believers need to walk by faith and not by sight. So Psalms 103, 19 says that the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. That should go ahead and solidify what that is for us and how we should see this and how we advance. Since he is the Lord and he has established his throne in the heavens, his kingdom rules over all, then we must be in submission to his kingship and his lordship. So moving forward, Biblical foundations for kingdom work. Let's read what Matthew 28, 18, verse 20 says. We all know this for the most part. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all all that I have commanded you and behold I am with you always to the end of the age so we realize that we are under authority by King Jesus he is sitting and reigning right now as king over all the earth over all nations I read you the passages it's here and then when Jesus goes and ascends again he gives a command and he, he is telling us that the father's given him all authority in heaven and on earth and has been given to him. So then his first decree as king 
who has been given all authority in heaven and on earth, is to go, therefore, and make disciples, not just for your country, but of all nations. We are to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is our command. That is how we are to live even right now, even in the midst of chaos, even when we can see that we are being ran by a bunch of communists. That is our command. And we tend to have like this sort of loser mentality or we tend to place our faith wrongly. But we do so thinking because they themselves have claimed to follow Jesus, but in reality, they still cling to their power in order to make quote-unquote change. Now, I'm speaking about the conservative party, the Republican party, who would have seemed to be more Christian, right? Like, they are the party that is more Christian, and the Democrats have blamed them to be the white racist Christian party. Now, the Christians, who, when seeing Trump and his policies, got really excited really have to admit that they place a lot of faith on this guy and then a lot of faith on the quote-unquote new Republican Party. And in time, I myself saw that I was getting too involved with it and I believe that I've been seeing things that has revealed to me that this is all just one big play, one big theater between both parties. And just because they claim that they're Christians doesn't mean that they are. So we have a mandate. And it's not to place our trust in hoping that Trump wins the year 2024 presidential election. That may happen and that may not, but it doesn't mean things are going to change. What we need to realize is that we need to give back to the command that the Lord himself has told us to do. We are to go and make disciples of all nations, and we are not doing that. Now, we definitely make a lot of emphasis on street evangelism. We invite everyone to raise their hands and make a quote-unquote altar call prayer. And then as long as they repeat these words, they're saved, but there is no sound doctrine, no sound theology. There's no teaching going on. There's no men gathering other young men to just be with them and do life with them and to see theology applied in everyday life. That is important. And so here's my thing. I'm all about if you are called to ministry, that is God's calling on you. you there's just no way to, to run away from that. You can try, but I promise you out of experience, it will not leave you alone. But also... To those that are not in the ministry, quote unquote, or feel a call to ministry. And what that means is like, I feel called to be a pastor or an evangelist or a missionary, something of that nature. If that is not what you feel called to, don't mistake that for any second to think that you are not called to ministry at all. We are all ministers of the gospel. And how we do that is how we serve our Lord and how we disciple other people with what we have now. So how do we do that? Well, mainly, which I honestly believe when I read in Titus, you start to see that Paul giving a letter to Titus, that there was a lot going on in Crete. He was supposed to establish elders 
and basically stop and rebuke any false teachings that were taking place because apparently there was a circumcision party that were upsetting whole families with their teaching. H, excuse me, W-H-O-L-E, whole families. Intact families were being upset at. What that means, I don't know. Maybe there was a division taking place. It was There's breaking up of wife and husband, potentially. Not sure. But it was enough to cause a rift within the family. And the enemy always goes after the family unit. And we can see that even now with our leftist ideologues today who, in the beginning, like BLM, had every intention to disrupt the nuclear family structure. That it, that was somehow rooted in patriarchy or something like that. So th- this plan is always taking place. So how do we advance the kingdom of God? How do we advance the kingdom of God in a time of chaos? It's really, truly a strong and heavy calling that I think the culture has done very well. Those that are teaching have done very well to convince you isn't important anymore. It is to be a father and it is to be a mother and it is to stay married. That is point number one on how we advance because that's where it happens. That's where children get the best. This is how God has ordained it. When the child has their mother and the child has their father and they are both looking to the Lord in, and in Christ and then teaching and discipling their children, catechizing them, then there's a lot of implications that come from this. Because in time, what you are getting is a strong, rooted identity in the family. And the family, as long as they are strong, rooted in the truth, which is that Jesus is Lord and he is Savior, he is King, and they see dad bowing the knee, mom submitting to the husband, the children are impacted. And this has a widespread effect for decades and generations to come. The Old Testament talks about teaching about the laws of God, in and out, coming in and out, day and night, whether we eat, whether we sleep, this should be spoken about and taught to the children, the law of God, the scriptures. God wasn't just doing that, just to force people to get it. There are major implications behind this. How we raise our kids, how we treat our marriages, all of that. That is how we advance the kingdom of God. Do not dismiss that. Do not throw that away as nothing. It is everything. It is the way God had ordained it. So it's no wonder that it's being attacked right now as we speak. Another way is interacting with your neighbors. Right? Of course, we're going to share the gospel. But in that sharing of the gospel, they're also going to be paying close attention to you. They will know us by our love for one another. In Titus, as Paul is talking to Titus, he is instructing them how he must instruct the older man, the older woman, and how they must instruct the younger man and the younger woman. So that way what? That the word of God would not be reviled. Do you see that? God has set us apart. He has set the church apart. We are to live holy and righteous lives. That doesn't mean that we are perfect and that we are truly in and of ourselves righteous because our righteousness doesn't come from ourselves. It comes from Christ. But in this, in the sanctification process, as Paul was trying to tell Titus that his call was to specifically 
teach sound doctrine which accords with godliness. Godliness. We are to live and be transformed and mature in Christ. So that way these neighbors, the outside world can see that. And that's how we continuously advance the kingdom of God. Share the gospel. If you have the ability to actually sit down and talk about it, do so. That's one of my favorite times in the world to actually do so. But I'm also conscious of the fact that I need to live this life out in a way that truly does honor the Lord. And there's so many practical ways that we can do that. I can be in this podcast for a long time, try to belabor it. But the question you should ask yourself is, how do I honor you today, Lord? How does this glorify you? How will others perceive this? Will they want to know more about you? Will they see a true change coming in my life because of you? These are good questions to ask, in my opinion. Another way that we advance the kingdom of God is the work. The work that God has called you to, your vocation. Again, if you are in ministry, then you know what that entails. But if you're not, meaning in full-time ministry, you are in ministry. Please don't get me wrong. But what I mean is maybe you are a full-time mom. Maybe you are a salesperson and you work for an organization. Maybe you're a manager, you're an accountant, you're a mechanic, you're a contractor, all of this, all of these things, we bring glory to God when we do it in excellence, when we execute our duties rightly, not working as if unto men, but unto the Lord, because he has given us this land and this job and this vocation to steward well with pretty much everything else. And how we do that within our excellence will definitely be a way to advance the kingdom of God and the gospel message. There's a story as I myself am working for an organization. I was listening to a contractor since I work with contractors speak about how he got into the business. Now, when he was younger, he actually started to do some roofing and had determined quite after that he will never want to do roofing ever again. He hated it. He thought he would never get into that world ever. Fast forward a couple years in Florida when the the hurricanes hit and really wrecked and destroyed just everything, the infrastructure. He saw that there were people who were in so dire need to fix their homes, get robbed blind by contractors. Contractors, they were just doing dirty, shady work or robbing them and hurting people in the process. Not to mention they were already devastated with the catastrophe. Now, this individual who is a Christian believer heard a message one day about who we are and how we are to live. And he heard the word shalom, which is apparently to bring restoration and peace to something, to life. And he saw what was happening to the people and felt a, I guess I would, in my words, say a holy anger at the injustice by these contractors that he decided to start a business in the thing that he said he would never do and called his company Shalom Restoration Services and has gone to be very successful because his intention is clear. It is to bring restoration to people in broken homes and 
operate with integrity and in, and in proper and excellent service. Not robbing, not trying to cut corners, but to truly give a quality service at a price that makes sense for both the homeowner and him himself as a business owner. I was impacted by that. It made me realize that this man, I probably, outside of this company that I'm working for, would never know his name. But do you know who knows his name? The Lord. And what he is doing through this man will have implications for many years to come. This man is a Christian who follows Christ and utilizes his business for the glory of God. And so imagine if he has children. I don't know. I think he does. But what does that look like? Well, he disciples his children. He passes this business on to them. And then this goes on. It trickles out. This is so important, guys. We are in this time that we are in, and there's no point in looking back. And if anything, I would say it's sinful to say, God, I wish it was how it was before. No, because if we got to be honest here, okay, if we wanted to have it how it was before, we are basically saying we want to go back to the way the nation was sinning and enjoy sinning before the judgment of God started to really show itself against us. We are here in the time that God has called us right now. And it is the time that he's used you to be a witness. Mothers, I got to say that I believe that you're calling as a mother, as a wife in the home. If you think that is oppression, my heart breaks because nothing could be further from the truth. You are in the front lines of building up a generation that will go on and either continue this evil wickedness and plunge into it even further, selling their souls to the state, or they will be rebellious against wickedness and tyranny that God has called vile. And they can do in small micro ways, microcosm ways, changes don't ever think that the work that you do at home is insignificant. That is insane to think that. God has gifted you with such a gift that no, no man can truly ever do as well, in my opinion. We all have a calling, and we might think that it's mundane, that it's not significant enough, but I think that would be a false way to go about that because that's where the Lord has placed you. He doesn't make a mistake. You are where you are based on the decisions that you've made. And none of it takes God by surprise. Now, before I end this, there are going to be some challenges and then there's some opportunities in advancing God's kingdom in chaotic times. Here's some of the challenges. And you can see it now. We are headed into a place of persecution. And in America, we did not have that. Our persecution is just being called a bigot now, you know, and that, that can get tough. And not to take that away, I'm sure that could really mess with someone's mind being told you're a racist because of Christianity and you're a bigot, transphobe. But those are just words, right? But how much more can this progress? Who knows? With technology these days, with the laws, with what's happening in government, it can get to a place 
where you can't even participate, where you will be shunned out of society because you adhere to the truth of God and will not give credence to the narrative of today. You're going to have that. It's going to cause you to not be a part of the cool club. It's going to cause division within your family who thinks of you as someone who's hateful, bigot, all of those words that they keep using. It might get tough. But the opportunity is great because we will be building riches in heaven. We will be bringing glory to God. And in our witness and in our testimony and in our stance on the truth, many who have been called by God will know and will hear and will repent and turn to Christ. We have been called for such a time as this. And so I would tell you this, be encouraged. Be encouraged that what you are doing right now is having a positive impact for the sake of the kingdom of God. And as long as you walk with intention, believing and knowing and trusting that what you do, as long as you do with excellence, as long as you are bold and do not live by lies, and as long as you share the gospel, know that it is going to have a lasting impact until the day the Lord returns. So be encouraged by that today. He has called you to where you are now. Serve him in faithfulness. I hope this has blessed you. I hope this serves you well. Share this with someone else that needs the encouragement. Make sure you leave a review. uh, And you can just hit a star. And you can just do that. Or if you do leave a review, I would love you very much. It would be a lot of help. Until next time, God bless. If you found value, then please subscribe and leave an honest rating and review. And remember that in the midst of chaos, Christ is there.